I remember at one point it was so bad that I was literally doing it all the time. Like it would be three o'clock in the morning. I would wake up and I would roll over. I'd take my hit, get my rush, and then roll back over and go to sleep and sleep. And then I'd wake up in the morning, like the very, very first thing I would do, do it again, over and over and over again. It was like this thing that I literally could not escape. You are now entering a new paradigm. So here is my issue. I wanted to find the answers to life's biggest questions. Things like, how do I become happy and live with purpose? How do I make more money doing what I love? And what does it mean to be truly successful in all areas of life? My name is Josh Forty, at Josh Forty on Instagram, and I ask life's biggest questions and share the answers with you. My goal is to help you find purpose, happiness, and open your mind to new realms of possibility by helping you think differently about everything you do, know, and understand. On this podcast, we think different, we dream bigger, and we live in a world without limits. This is a new paradigm. Welcome to the Think Different Theory. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Think Different Theory. My name is Josh Forty. Hope everyone is doing absolutely amazing today. It is a phenomenal day day to be alive. I am so excited to be here with you guys. Guys, uh, we are getting close to me moving to Colorado. I'm really excited for this, all right? Um, what's interesting because one of the things that I'm having to go through and do as I, I'm getting ready and preparing for all this is like figuring out how we're going to move out there and how to time everything in the business right. And it's funny because, all right, I, I, and before I go into today's episode, I, I, I got to tell you the story, okay? Or I got to give you a little context about this whole moving thing, all right? I am... I don't know if simple is the right person, but when it comes to like things, I don't really, I'm not really a things person, right? Um, the only real, there's like a couple of things in my life that I care about very, very deeply, right? One of them is my car, meaning that uh, part of my, I, I, I would say part of my identity is wrapped up in my car. Like it doesn't define me by any means, but like my, my car, I definitely buy and drive based on my identity, right? I noticed that when I got my first really nice car, and my first really nice car was my last vehicle, my Jeep Grand Cherokee. Um, I bought it brand new. And I remember when I drove off the lot with that thing, when I, when I pulled up into the house, right, or like I pulled home, like I just felt so confident. I felt so amazing, right? And um, I performed better. I made more money after that. I, I thought more clearly. And it's this weird thing, right? And so when I bought my current Jeep, or I should say got it, technically it's a lease. But uh, anyway, we tricked it all out, right? I got it. Like, it's, it's just amazing, right? I, I, I feel great into it. I mean, I feel great when I get into it. We tricked it all out. It's just absolutely amazing. I love my car. The other thing is work-related things, I always buy the best, right? So I always buy the best computer. I always buy the best phone. I always buy the best mics. Like that's just a, a me thing, right? Um, outside of that, with the exception of like, I buy flip-flops and I like my flip-flops. Outside of that, I really am not a things person, right? I I shop at Walmart. I love it, right? Everybody, uh, a lot of my friends make fun of me for shopping at Walmart. I I love Walmart, right? I buy cheap stuff. Uh, I don't really need to go over the top. The only time I really spend excess amounts of money on anything is like if if it helps me skip having to wait in line, right? Uh, But other than that, like... I buy the cheapest towels, the cheapest food, the cheapest, like whatever, like whatever, right? But now that we're kind of upgrading our life, Leah and I are moving, 
Leah is a very much more um, tasteful person, right? She's much more like knows how to coordinate things. I'm not color coordinated, if you can't tell. Um, I just wear black and white pretty much all the time. And even that is thanks to Leah. Um, Leah basically redid my closet. She taught me how to like dress appropriately, right? And, and color coordinate. When she came into my life, like my refrigerator filled up with food. I barely had anything in it, right? We got like nice cups and plates and things like that. It's just not my thing, right? Like, but I appreciate it. So now we're moving out to Colorado. We're moving into this nicer place. It's a nicer apartment. We over have the mountains on one side. We got a golf course on the other. And so I was like, all right, she's like, we got to refurnish the whole thing or whatever. So anyway, I, I went through and I gave her a budget. I was like, here, here's X number, of, you know, X number of dollars that you can go and spend. And she's having a blast. She's going to, you know, coordinate from top to bottom. We're going to get, I don't know, new furniture and, you know, couch and all, all this stuff for everything. It's going to be amazing. Anyway, I'm really, really excited for it. But figuring out how to coordinate everything to get out to Colorado, still run the business, still make sure everything is done with the least amount of trips possible considering everything that we have to do, has been, uh, I don't know if challenge is the right word, but it's just been something I've been dealing with as I've been putting everything together. And it's, it's gotten me very excited to go and move because I feel like if whenever I make a significant change into my, in my life, all right, and I, I think this is true for a lot of people, or at least I think it can be true, maybe not for everybody. I mean, I think different people have different stuff. But for me, like when I make a significant change in my life, those significant changes have always been to upgrade or to step into the next best version of things, right? And, um, you know, whether it was going from a beater car to a nicer car, whether it was going from living on my friend's, uh, you know, couch when I was first starting my business to my first apartment to my second apartment, um, you know, to into our, our next one now, uh, whatever that thing is, I'm always stepping into this newest version of myself, which allows me to go and perform at a different level. And I think what's interesting is a lot of people, um, at least when I was growing up, uh, and I've talked about this a lot of people, they see buying certain things as a waste of money uh, if it doesn't make you money, which is not necessarily a bad view to have on certain things, right? But for me, like when I buy my car, like I spent a lot of money on my car, but at the same time, having that gives me this sense of identity and a sense of like status, not like I'm better than anybody, but like it makes you perform better. You don't want to lose it, right? Like you've got to really live in abundance, if you want to operate in abundance, if you want to think in abundance. Now, I'm not saying to go waste all your money and you know spend it on stupid stuff. But what I'm saying is, is that like for me, living in a nicer place, driving a nicer car, having nicer things makes me think in abundance and makes me really aware that, uh, okay, I want to stay this way. I don't want to lose this. So I'm going to continue to operate and act in that way. But anyway, I'm super, super excited. Uh, we'll be out there in August, mid-August. And shout out J.R. Revis, uh, who we've had on the show before. He's going out there, at least I think. He'll, he'll be out there. Joel Kaplan, I'm coming for you, bro. I've hit on the show before. Um, we got all sorts of fun people out there we're going to be hanging out with. It's going to be a good time. It's going to be a good time. I got some coaching students out there. We're going to have a blast. Anyway, guys, I want to talk to you today, and the purpose of this episode is to talk to you about the drug that uh, almost ruined my career. Really. Uh, and, and I say that, you know, some someone might say it's clickbait. And yeah, of course, it's a clickbaity-ish title, but there's hundred percent truth to it. I mean, it, it really, it really is true. Um, because, and I think it's something that a lot of us struggle with. I, I don't think people realize how much of a drug, what I'm about to talk about is. And I think you probably have gathered that it's probably not a, you know, it's not, I'm not talking about a, a hard substance. I'm not talking about, Oh, weed or, or, you know, or, you know, some form of super hard drug, like a heroin or, you know, or, or something like that. No, I'm talking about the drug 
that we all get addicted to, the drug that is socially acceptable by society, uh, the drug that is pushed in our face and shoved in our face and is killing our, you know, our self-worth. It's killing our, our, the upbringing of a lot of kids. It's, it's just absolutely ruining society in a lot of ways. And that is the drug of social media and the drug of being intoxicated by the amount of likes and the amount of comments and the external validation of others through the amount of likes that we get or the amount of comments that we get and that engagement that we get on social media. And guys, this, this drug, and I'm going to, I'm going to refer to it as a drug because it is, it has the exact same effects, excuse me, on your brain as a drug. Uh, this drug was a very, very hard drug for me to break. It was a very, very hard drug for me to get away from. And I had absolutely had like withdrawals from it. I absolutely went through immense amounts of mental, I don't know if pain is the right word, but pain is an accurate word, like pain and like struggles, like mental struggles and like actual withdrawals, actual like uh, separation anxiety from social media when I went and went through the process of disconnecting and, and removing my self-worth, removing myself from the engagement on social media. And, and I want to talk about that here because I think this is so critically important. And I think, and let me, and I think we can all agree upon this. If I asked you the question, how many of you would say that are listening right now, would you say that you are, uh, that you check social media too much, right? That you care too much about the likes or the comments that you get or did at one point in your life. Hopefully you're over it now, but some of us are still there, right? You check your phone too much, right? You care too much about the amount of likes and comments that you get. You care too much about the engagement engagement that you get. You don't post something because you think it's not going to get enough likes or you post something and then if it doesn't get enough likes, you take it down because, oh, I, I, I thought it should get more likes than that. Are you guilty of that? Because I was, and I, not only was I guilty of that, I was guilty of that at the highest level. All right, guys, like I would go through and like every single part of my life was at one point in my career, this was probably two and a half years ago now. Let's see. We're in July. Yeah, about two and a half years ago. So like December 2017, 2018-ish, you know, January 2018-ish time frame is when I was, this was pretty much at the height, height of everything for me, all right? Um, I was doing some agency work. I was still very, very much involved in social media. And it's, I'm not saying I fixed it at this point. I'm just saying this was at the height of of my uh, career of social media, the, the the drug and the intoxication of this this social media um, craze. Guys, I would go and I had this, like I had these marks in my like in my head where I knew if I didn't get X number of likes in X number of minutes, I would delete the photo. And it was like X number of likes in three minutes, 10 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour. And it had to meet every one of those. And if it didn't meet a threshold on every single one of those, the photo or the video got deleted. And it was across multiple different accounts. All right. If I didn't get X number of DMs a day, I felt like absolute crap. If I didn't get X number of comments, I felt like absolute crap. Whenever I was feeling down, I would check social media. And guess what? If I didn't get more likes, more notifications, more this, I felt depressed, right? Like, and it was, it was full out like an actual drug. Like if you've ever dealt with or seen someone that's actually addicted to some to some form of hard drug or that has an addiction of some sort, you know what I'm talking about? Like, that's what it was like for me. I could not be separated from my phone. Like, I couldn't do it. Um, I would carry my phone with me everywhere. I would check my phone at church. I would check my phone if I was at the doctor's office. I, I would check my phone in the middle of meetings. I would check my phone. Like, I would literally go. There was one point where I would be, and this is 
absolutely true. This was like two and a half years ago. I would go and I would be in the shower, right? And I would have my phone out like out on the counter. And if I like realized that I was in the shower for like a, a longer period of time than when I would normally check my phone, I would literally get out of the shower, dry, like dry out my hands really quick, check my phone, scroll through it, and then put it down and hop back down in the shower. Okay, like that's how addicted I was at one point to this need for likes, for this need for validation, for this need to, for, for people to tell me that I was good enough, for people to tell me that they liked my stuff. And some of the accounts, some of the things I was running, it wasn't even like my face on things. It was just this absolute addiction. And, and there's, you know, so much evidence. And, and I mean, we, we all know this, right? That the, the things that go off in your head, the, the drugs that go off in your head when you get those dopamine rushes, right? Of like, oh my gosh, I feel good when I see those notifications, when I see those likes. Facebook, high end exe- uh, execs at Facebook, who owns Instagram as well, has said that they put, intentionally do things that help cause addiction so that you get addicted to their apps so they spend more time on it, okay? Like, these are real legitimate things. And I, at one point in my life, was at, like, the height of it. Like, the height of a social media addiction where I had to be on there at all times. And part of that addiction was what drove my creation of content, which I am all for creating content. But in that state, it was incredibly unhealthy because it was like, I just had to get the next video out, the next video out, the next video out. How many more likes? How many more comments? How many more views? Like, who, who's seeing it? Who's commenting? Who's that, who am I engaging with? Like, who's watching me, right? And it was this sense of the only reason I have purpose on this earth, the only reason that I exist was if other, or, or, you know, was to have other people tell me that I was worth something or that they liked my stuff or that, you know, I, that I had somehow had value and that somehow that value came through, hold on, I got it. I'm a, a little head itch here. Anyway, um, that somehow that validation came through somebody else telling me that. And there was a time in my life where literally I would go through, guys, like it was so bad where I would sleep, you know, I'd sleep with my phone on my bed I, and I don't anymore. My phone sits, I have a table that is on the opposite side of the room from where I sleep on right now. So that's where my phone stays so that when the alarm goes off in the morning, I have to wake up and I have to walk across the room to shut that, that off. I don't have my phone within arm's reach of my bed. It's, it's on the other side of the room, right? But at one point, I slept with the phone in my bed right next to me. And like, I would wake up in the middle of the night, the, like subconsciously, I wouldn't even think about it. I would, I would wake up, I would roll over, I'd pick up my phone, I would, I would get my hit, right? I would get the rush and then I'd roll over and go back to sleep. But it was check Instagram, check Facebook, check, check Snapchat, check my DMs, all the Instagram accounts. It takes me like two or three minutes and then I put it all down and I go back to sleep. Like what kind of lifestyle is that? Isn't that insane? And so I had to go through this process of like literally detoxing and having major, major withdrawals. I remember I've done several social media blackouts um, not around that time, but since then to overcome that and to, to get off of that, uh, train of destruction of self-destruction and self-validation. And those were some of the hardest weeks of my life. I'm, I'm like, seriously, like to the point where I was, I was trying to replace it with something else. Right. So like I, every time I'd want to check my phone, I was going and I was eating or drinking sugar like to get that rush and to get that feeling because I, I, I would literally go insane as I was trying to, I couldn't focus, I couldn't think, I had headaches as I was trying to, to de- detox from this and to separate from this. And what was crazy was is that 
during that time, I was so depressed. I was so, um, I hated my life so much, even though I told the world that I loved my life, even though I told the world that I was the coolest, even though I told the world that I was, you know, whatever, right? And it was crazy to me to watch the process of going through this because it, like I said, it, like it came and went in waves. Like some days it would be better when I intentionally went through the process of um, getting away from it. And when I first started doing this, it started like trying to, you know, get away from this. It started as I was studying mindset. That was when I first went through and did this. And I was like, okay, if I'm going to have a good mindset, I've got to get away from this, this addiction to checking social media. And what was interesting was, is that when I tried to do it that way, I didn't get very far. Like I fought it. I constantly ended up with the apps back on my phone. I was constantly still checking it. Um, I got a little bit better at not checking it during the night because I would get so tired and I'd want to sleep all the way through the night. But it was still very, excuse me, very much an addiction. It was still very much hard for me to separate from, right? But then I noticed something about my life that allowed me to start to change it a little bit more, right? And what's interesting, I think, is that we all have, and I'm going to tell you a story here in just a second, but I want you to think about it. Like we all have the thing that is ultimately going to be our in, our, our, our thing that we realize that if we do this, oh, and you might not realize that at the time, but like that's the thing that allowed us to have a little bit more separation or get a little bit closer to our goal. It's like our first step for us. And everybody's is different, right? Not everybody has the exact same step. Hold on, guys. I got to take off my hat. This is... For whatever reason, that hat is just itching my head here. Holy cow. All right. It's always so funny. I, I watch Joe Rogan do his interviews, and he's bald, right? And so I'm always like, oh, should I wear a hat or should I not? What does he do? And he's just bald. I'm not going to go bald, but I got this head of hair here, and it always gets messed up if I don't wear a hat. All right, here we go. We all have that. We all have this different addiction. or, or I mean, they all have this different end. And for me, that was, as I was going through, and I talk about this in the Mind Shift Playbook, Okay. I started doing this exercise, and by the way, if you guys don't have the MindShift playbook, go to thinkdifferenttheory.com slash playbook. Thinkdifferenttheory.com slash playbook. You can get it for free. It's like a 70-page book I wrote um, called the MindShift playbook, and it's basically how to wire, rewire your brain. And one of the and, and there's like five sections, and then you, you read the full section, and then there's a, a video explaining the homework, and then there's some homework there. There's literally like worksheets and activities that you can do. It's a very like practical, tactical things and, and steps that you can start doing to master your mindset, okay? And one of the uh, things that I talk about in there is I do this activity. And this activity was basically uh, the question of why is what I call it, right? And it's basically I started to ask myself this question of why. Why do I do everything that I do? And I would carry around this little notebook or I have my, you know, I have my phone. I'd write these things down of like, I would just notice why I was doing certain things. Like, why did I drive the car that I drove? Why did I wear what I wore? Why did I eat what I ate? Why did I, why did I wake up when I woke up? Why did I check my phone when I checked my phone? Why did I, everything. And I just would write them down, write them down, write them down, write them down, right? And one of the things that was so interesting to me was I was started going through and I was like, why am I checking social media so much? Why am I checking social media so much? Why, right? And I would write down my different thoughts at the time. You know, this one pattern, this one thing kept coming up, right? And it was this, this uh, idea that I had to check on what everybody else was doing to see how I measured up to them, okay? This is super, and this is super interesting, okay? And so I realized that the reason I was checking social media 
while I while I was going there for the dopamine hits, like the addiction part of it was like these dopamine hits, dopamine hits, dopamine hits. The reason that I needed that validation, the reason that I was constantly trying to to uh, post content and post all the time and be in front of everybody is because I was comparing myself to where everybody at was was at in their life. All right, so I would go well on Instagram or on Facebook, right? And and as we know, and I've said this before, and I think we all can agree upon this, like social media is a highlight reel. Social media is, for most people, the place where they go to make their life look amazing. And that is why I've tried to be so intentional, especially on my Instagram page, but really in the podcast and on Facebook, on Instagram, on all my social media, to just be me, especially recently, right? To share with you the ups and downs. In fact, I, I did a... Um, a podcast episode recently called um, uh, I'm, I'm Overwhelmed, right? And I talk about a lot of the struggles that I go through because I want people to know that I'm real. I want you, the listener, to know that if you're listening to me, like I have struggles just like everybody else, right? And I, I know logically we all feel that way, right? Logically, we all know, oh, everybody has the same struggles or not the same struggles, but everybody has struggles, right? But on Instagram, it's really, really, really hard to see that a lot of times, right? You see people with, you know, 10,000, 100,000, a million likes, right? You see people, um, you know, living the dream and driving the Lambo or, you know, living in the, the mansion or posing with Russell Brunson or, or speaking on stage or showing however many followers they have or how much money they made. And it just looks like this picture perfect lifestyle, right? And so I would look at that and I would go, my life over here is a mess, right? Uh, I see all these other people crushing it. I've got to act like I'm crushing it as well. And so I would, I would literally go and I noticed this pattern in myself. I was like, okay, I'm seeing everybody else's stuff. Therefore, since I'm seeing everybody else's stuff, I need to go and I need to prove to myself that I'm also that cool. All right. And so the first step for me to getting off of social media, once I realized that this was a major driving factor for me, was not to just get off social media entirely. I tried that. Now, I'm not saying that you shouldn't try that. If you can do that, amazing, right? But I'm saying, I'm sharing what worked for me during this process. For me, it was, okay, I can still get on social media, but the reason I'm getting on social media is to check everybody else. Let me unfollow everybody. So I literally can't see what's going on or I don't see what's going on when I log in. And so on Instagram, I took my follower count all the way down. I think it was to zero at one point. Um, there's been times when it's been like three or four. I don't follow that many people now. I follow like 45 or 50 people, I think, on Instagram, which, by the way, I'm not, I'm not against following people. It's not like, oh, people aren't cool enough or blah, blah, blah. Or like, I'm a, no, for me, it's like I only follow people because like, okay, so I believe, and this is super important. I'm going to get back to this, but I want to go down this rabbit hole or rabbit trail here for a second, okay? I only believe in following people that are going to add real value to my life. And not only if they have good real value, but value that is actually applicable to me and that is in alignment with what I'm trying to do and that is going to keep me on the track that I need to be kept on and not make me feel jealous or not. Like if somebody's making me feel jealous about them, and that's not their fault, by the way, that's mine, right? But if I'm feeling like, 
I'm trying to level up to them or I'm trying to feel as cool as them or like I'm comparing myself to them, that's negative energy in my life. I don't need that, right? And once again, I wanna be very clear, that's not the other person's fault, right? That is, my, that is my own insecurities. But for me, I go and I choose people and I'm like, okay, they make my life better. When I watch them, I feel inspired. I feel connected. I feel motivated. I feel driven, right? And so if, I, if I'm to scroll through, and this is just right now, I mean, this changes, by the way, I, I, I rotate through different people that I follow at different times. But for, for example, I follow people like Russell Brunson, uh, Katie Richardson, my coach, uh, Paul Van Bloom, who is Catherine Jones's uh, videographer. He's an awesome dude. Love his perspective on things. Super, super cool. Catherine Jones. Um, you know, uh, my content team, right? They, they put out some really cool content. Dave Woodward. Um, you know, people like that who, when I view their content, either they're A, not putting out a lot of content to begin with, and I like what they stand for and support, or, okay, Andy Frazella. Uh, Frazella? Frazella. Andy Frazella. Impact Theory. Ryan Holiday, right? Daily Stoic. Um, Tom Bilyeu, things like that, right? These are the type of people that I follow. And what's interesting is I've noticed as I'm going through here, damn, this is crazy. There's like three people on here. I gotta unfollow them. Like there's three people on here that I never followed. Instagram does that sometimes. Have you ever noticed that? Like you're literally not following these people and then all of a sudden they show up in your feed. A couple people in here. Like, I don't know. Anyway, I'm following these people for, that, for a very specific reason, okay? So going back to the story here, I would go and I'd say, okay, if I get rid of the people in my life or I mean the people in my Instagram feed that I am comparing myself to, not because they're a bad person, but because they're the ones that I am looking up to and being like, am I as cool as them? 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 I'm constantly comparing myself to them all the time, constantly. If I can get rid of that feed, then I can still be on Instagram. I can still be on social media and I'm not gonna see them all the time. And I did that on Instagram and then I went on Facebook and I stayed friends with a lot of the people because a lot of these people were like my friends. Like guys, a lot of the people that I used to compare myself to are like people that I'm actually pretty good friends with, right? And like, it's not their fault. I love that they're crushing it, right? But I would constantly, it's so funny. Um, and, I can, and I can say this, I don't actually know if, if I've, I've told this before, but I'm gonna use him as an example. J.R. Revis, okay? Amazing friend of mine. I love J.R., right? Uh, he's moving out to Colorado, him and his, his girlfriend. Um, they're gonna be out there. It's gonna be absolutely amazing. I like, JR is one of my homies. Like, I think he's an awesome dude, right? But there was a time in my life a couple years ago when I like majorly would compare myself to him, right? And if he would post something that got more engagement than I did, I'd be like, oh my gosh. So what did I do? There was a time in my life where I didn't want to unfriend him, right? But I had to just, I had to unfollow him for a second, right? On, on, on Instagram or on Facebook. So I didn't see his posts, right? And like, I'm just using him as an example, right? I don't think, and I know that JR wasn't intentionally doing anything. Those things, once again, this is me, right? But I was, there was a point in my life where I was so insecure in who I was. That's not right now, but a couple years ago it was, right? Where I was so insecure in who I was, where I was so trying to prove to everybody else that I was cool or that I was validated or that I, I, you know, that I could be trusted or whatever it was, that if I literally saw someone that I viewed as a peer that seemed to be higher than me, I felt inferior. And that really affected my mood. And that really affected my confidence. Sounds dumb, right? But I, I bet you understand what I'm talking about, right? You ever feel that way? So what did I do? The thing for me, and this is not, maybe it works for you, maybe it doesn't, right? But the thing for me is I was like, okay, who are the people in my life that are gonna make my life better? Who are the people in my life that I need to just put on pause right now, all right? From their content. It's not a reflection of them, it's a reflection of me. And so I would go through and I'd unfollow them or I did. And I was like, okay, for a second, it was everybody. Everybody's gone. When I'm on Instagram, it's only my stuff. And then I would slowly work back people in. Okay, 
I need more of this in my life. I need more stoicism in my life. I need more God in my life. And I would go follow accounts like that. I'm like, okay, good. I don't need that anymore, right? I'm not saying I don't need God or, you know what I mean? But you know what I'm saying, okay? So I went through this process. And what was interesting is as I went through this process of realizing that, that first step allowed me to a major foothold into solving this problem because suddenly, and it was slight, it was subtle at the beginning. Suddenly, I started to spend less time on social media, just a little bit, because I was not following as many people. In fact, I was following almost no one. So I had to actually go and search if I wanted to go through and see somebody else's stuff. And that shift, rather than it being in my face versus me going and searching it, I could start to see where my attention was going. I could start to see where I was becoming addicted. I could start to see, oh, this is what's affecting me. This is what's affecting me. This is what, see what I'm saying? And there was this fundamental shift. And that foothold in started to allow me to go through and help overcome that addiction to this drug that I had. Guys, I, especially in like the Instagram world, I was very, very big in the Instagram world um, for a while, a couple years, where like I was managing millions of followers and I had connections, like I had stupid connections with with people on like, I call it the black market of Instagram. If you've ever been on like Telegram, you know what I'm talking about. Um, I'm not in it so more. I've heard there's a lot of WhatsApp as well, but like WhatsApp, Telegram, like these are like the black markets of Instagram, okay? And what I mean by that is like, you can literally get anything done. I Funny story, I gotta tell you this. You guys will laugh so hard at this, okay? There was a guy one time, so I had an account. It was a luxury account. It had like 200,000 followers on it, okay? It was mine. I owned it. And uh, one day it got shut down. It was just gone. And I was freaking out, right? I was like, what the heck? Where's my account? I couldn't log in. Nobody could find it. Nobody could search it or whatever. And it turns out that it had been shut down um, and I'm going to tell you why, but I found this out later. Late, I later found out that it was shut down because a bunch of people went and reported my account. All right. But I didn't know this at the time. So I went onto the black market of Instagram, right? And I was looking around. I was like, who can get my account back? Who can get my account back? So I found this guy. He's like, I can get your account back. And I was like, are you sure? And he was like, yep, hundred percent. And I think it was like three grand that he wanted me to pay him to get the account back. But it was a 200,000 follower account. It was worth it. And it was like half down, I think, and ha- half afterwards or whatever. But he was like, I'm going to get your account back. You got to pay me 1500 up front. I'll deliver it. And then you got to pay me the other 1500. If you don't pay me the other 1500, I'll shut your account back down. I was like, what do you mean? You can just like shut my account down at any time. He's like, basically. Yeah. I was like, what the heck? That's so crazy. So I got on there. I paid him a 1500 bucks. He got my account back. I was so happy. I paid him the other 1500 bucks. I was like, dude, how did you go and get my account back? Like, how did you go and do that? And he's like, oh, because the same dude that, um, paid or because, um, the dude that wanted your account shut down paid me to shut it down. I literally paid the guy to get my account back that helped shut my account down. I was like, what the crap? How? Okay. Uh, and he's like, yeah, basically I reshared an image from somebody else. I didn't give them credit. I had no idea. I just got it from a fan account who got it from a fan account who got it from a fan account. Happened to be this one guy's post. He didn't like it. At, he saw my account. And so he went and told all of his followers to go and like flag my account. And then he paid this other guy to make sure that my account got shut down. All right. And then I ended up having to pay 3000 to get it back. When I say it's the black market, I mean, it's the black market. Okay. You can do anything on there. It's crazy. All right. Anyway, going back into what I was talking about is, um, I've seen this a lot in the Instagram space where the drug of social media, the drug of likes and comments and engagement or whatever, like actually ruins people's career. Like to the point where they go into major spiral depressions like I was, suicide, uh, end up having to go back to get normal jobs, like can't deal with the pressure, like can't deal with it because it's so overwhelming, okay? This was that thing that allowed me to start, take a step out of that. And what's crazy was, is that 
while I was in it, while I was in the, the midst of this absolute need for likes and validation on social media, very few people knew I was going through it because so many people go through it and it's just social media. It's this thing that everybody has, everybody does. So not a lot of people knew I was going through this crazy amounts of depression and, and like I was never suicidal or anything, but I was just like angry all the time. I did not like my life for a while. And so this was the thing that helped me to go get out of that. So you got to find, like, if that's you that you're struggling with or whatever that addiction is, but for me, specifically social media, I think a lot of people have that. You've got to find that thing that helps you shift the perspective, that helps you shift your mind and go, okay, what's my foothold? What's my first thing in the door that can help me move that and bring this to a point where I can step away from it? And so for me, that was unfollowing people and that was going, okay, I, gotta, I can actually see why I'm being addicted. Didn't, didn't solve it but it helped go down that path. And so as I started going down that path, I started realizing more and more and more, oh, okay, I am comparing myself. Comparison kills. In fact, I think early on in my podcast, um, I, I talk about this actually. And I talk about how comparison will kill you. I'm looking it up right now. Um, back in like my early, early days and some of the episodes that I, I did on there, they weren't perfectly labeled. Um, some of them were more, let's, let, let's see. Question of why. Yeah, here we go. I think it's episode three. This will kill you and social media isn't helping. I literally talked about this all the way back on January 7th of 2019. So a year and a half ago. Okay, like this is a real issue. And so as I started to do this, I started to get more and more. I started to realize, oh, if I can stop comparing myself, I can live a happier life. If I can stop comparing myself, I can start to build my own life. It literally wasn't until February of this year this year, now I had gotten a lot better at social media. I had gotten a lot better at not comparing myself about things, but I still very much dealt with it, um, especially when I was traveling around the world trip, um, when like my engagement started way going up and I was getting like lots of engagement, it started to pick back up quite a bit. It wasn't until February of this year that I realized and was taught by my coach, Katie, this is why I love coaching, why I had such a hard time letting go of that and more importantly, how to overcome that. And it's been transformational. What's interesting and what my coach taught me was it was like the final step, that, that missing piece that I was missing. Yes, I knew that likes and comments and me checking it all the time was an addiction. Yes, I knew that that addiction came from the fact that I was trying to compare myself to other people. I knew that, right? Yes, I knew that I was comparing myself to other people because I needed external validation. I knew those things in concept, but I didn't know how to overcome that. I didn't know the, the final piece or the next step to A, overcome that or why it was that way. Like even the process of going through. And what my coach explained to me, she said, Josh, the reason you have such a hard time dealing with external validation, the reason you have such a hard time with, with always going through and like you, you have to look for how, how do other people see me? What do other people think of me? All these other things is because you don't know who you are. You don't know who you are because when you know who you are, like actually, actually know who you are at the core and like have this sense of who I am and who I am becoming, when you know yourself, all of a sudden you can get rid of external validation. I am not saying it's going to be easy. I'm not even saying that you're never going to deal with external validation issues ever again. I'm not saying that. 
I still deal with comparing myself to people. I still deal with external validation sometimes. But like, I'm talking fractions of a percent comparatively to where I was, right? Yesterday, I, uh, well, I don't, actually, it wasn't yesterday. Um, over the weekend, I took a whole entire day off. I go, go a whole day without really checking my phone. I mean, every now and then, like, I'll check in on Facebook and just see what's going on over there. But I don't have to post every day anymore. I don't have to compare myself to people anymore. I don't really care if people make more or less money than me. When I see posts that where people are killing it, I'm like, congratulations, that's amazing. Why? Because I am on my own path. I'm on my own path and I know who I am. Listen, a year ago, I would have never, ever bought a Jeep Wrangler. Even though I loved Jeep Wranglers. Why? Because I thought I had to have the big house and I had to drive the Lambo and I told myself that I wasn't trying to impress anybody. I told myself, like, I wasn't even, I wasn't even doing, like, wanting to buy the Lambo or wanting to, to live in the, ha- the big house or, like, have everything in life put together because I was trying to sell stuff. Like, it wasn't, I've never been the type of person that's like, yeah, I'm going to sell you courses by showing off my Lamborghini or, beca- or because I live in a big house. That's not, that's not why I wanted it. I wanted the Lamborghini. I wanted the big house because I, it was the thing that was like going to prove to everybody else that somehow I had made it or that somehow I was worth it. That it, it, it showed me that, oh, yes, I, I am cool now, right? It wasn't to sell my stuff. It was simply to be like, no, I'm cool, right? I'm as cool as you. I'm as successful as you are. I'm just as successful as everybody else. And that came from external validation. And that external validation came from lack of not knowing who I was. Nobody told me that I needed to know who I was. I never got taught that, right? And maybe maybe way back in the, you know, maybe my parents did and I just didn't realize it, but it certainly wasn't this thing of like, know who you are, right? Now, I was told that I had to know who I am in Christ, which was a good thing. And I, and I agree with that because I believe that my identity comes in, you know, my identity from Christ, but I didn't understand that lack of knowing myself, lack of understanding who I am, lack of understanding my identity led to all these other things, led to external validation. External validation has killed me in so many areas. Like when I was going through, (coughs) excuse me, when I was going through and doing my big launch recently, Katie, um, we would be boxing back and forth. I'd be like, Katie, I can't like, I don't know if I should do this or this or what if this happens, what if this happens? And she's like, why do you care about those things? And I'm like, because of blah, 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 blah. She's like, that's external validation, Josh. We don't need external validation. When I was pitching Russell Brunson, I was like, what if Russell thinks this? What if Russell thinks this? And she goes, Josh, who cares what Russell thinks? I'm like, what do you mean who cares what Russell thinks? This is Russell Brunson. Knowing him could change my career. Knowing him could, you know, getting close to him and being his friend could go through and like fundamentally change my entire life. And she's like, Russell doesn't want someone that needs him. Russell wants someone that already knows who they are. Russell's not going to give you the validation that you need. You need to be on your own path. You need to be like, this is where I'm going. This is what I'm doing, regardless of whether Russell or not thinks it's cool, or Russell thinks it's cool or not, regardless of whether or not Russell agrees with it or not. And then if where you're going happens to align with what he is doing, then it's going to be a no-brainer. It's absolutely no-brainer that he's going to say yes and come into your life. But if you're on your path and it's not a good alignment, you shouldn't want Russell in there anyway. At least not right now. Because if Russell is on a different path than when you, where you're going down and then Russell came in and tried to be involved in your life, then he would take you off of your path. And you don't, you're not living Russell's path. You're not going down the path of Russell. You're going down the path of Josh. And if you don't have, 
if you don't know who you are, if you don't know what path you're on, if you don't have your identity down, you're going to stray when a Russell Brunson comes into your life. You're going to stray when somebody else more successful comes in and offers you more money, a bigger gig, fame, whatever. Because if you don't know who you are, you don't know the path you're on. And if you don't know what path you're on, you're going to just jump on any path that offers you the best thing. The reason people struggle with shiny object syndrome, the reason people get distracted is because they don't know who they are. When you know who you are and you're not focused on external validation, you're not focused on the amount of likes or comments you get, you're not focused on what other people are thinking, now you get to go truly and freely live life to the fullest and like become the best version of yourself. Guys, I have never been happier in life than I am right now. I mean, like, and I don't want to say, like, I'm sure I've had happier moments, but I really feel fulfilled. I feel like I'm on the right path in life. I feel like I'm living and becoming the best version of myself continuously. I am, like, I bought the Jeep, my, my Jeep Wrangler. And guys, like, my Jeep Wrangler was, you know, it's a nice car and I love it, but I didn't buy it to impress other people. I'm sure other people are going to be impressed by it because they're awesome cars, but I bought it because I wanted a Wrangler. I bought the color because I wanted that color. I bought, I put the wheels and the rims on it because I liked it. Before, it would have been like, what does everybody else think? And yes, I like did some polls to get feedback and to see and like learn, but I didn't put polls out on Instagram or make posts about it on there to be like, oh yeah, like what does everybody else want? Let me go and do that. Because guess what? More people voted that I get 37 inch tires than 35 inch tires. If I would have listened to them, I wouldn't have liked that. I love the size, right? And it's all these little things, right? I'm moving to Colorado because I want to move to Colorado, not because it's going to be best for what everybody else thought, because a lot of other people were like Florida or Hawaii or California or coast beach, whatever. It's like, no, I want to move here because I think that's what's best for me. I want to go find God. I want to be in the mountains. I want, I'm doing that because that's me. That's what I'm doing. Okay. And because we live in this world of social media, because of the world that we live in, we get taught like, what does the customer say? What does the customer say? It's different when you're creating a product. When you're creating a product, when you're creating a, you know, when you're selling something, you want to listen to customer feedback. You want to listen to, hey, did this product work? Did my service work? What can we do better? What can we improve? From a business aspect, when you're selling a product, that's, you can look to the customer. That's when you want to listen to customer feedback. But your life, what you do on a daily basis, what you wear, what you drive, where you live, how you think, what you're posting, you got to know who you are. You'll notice on my Instagram, I couldn't care less about how many likes and engagement I get most days. I have my days where I struggle because I have, I have pictures on there that have a thousand likes. I have pictures on there that have a hundred likes. I get, have videos on there that got 20,000 views. I have videos on there that got two, 200 views. Okay. I post what I believe. I post as a reflection of who I am. I use my platform as a voice to amplify me, not to impress other people, not to show off, not to try to go out there and compare myself. Do I struggle with it sometimes? Yes. But, but this idea that, that social media or is, is the determining factor of your life or that, that likes or comments or whatever in any way should validate you is just, it's ridiculous. And I know it's a struggle because I've been there. And so if you're there right now, please understand I'm not judging you. Okay. But I'm telling you that there is a way out and that you need to focus on figuring out and finding out who you are. And it is a struggle. Like, guys, I've never been addicted to drugs, like actual, like a, 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 a substance drug. But I've absolutely been addicted to the drug of social media. I went through rehab, if you want to call it that, right? I went through the recovery process of recovering from a very, very, very strong addiction to social media. I mean, like, 
like I told you, right? I would wake up, take my hit, feel the rush, right? Roll back over. Immediately when I wake up, I do it again and again and again. And I could not let go of my phone ever. Like my phone was glued to me at all times, always. If my phone was away from me for more, for literally more than three minutes, I would be freaking out. That's how addicted I was. It was my drug. If you're there, if you've been there, if you find yourself there, know that there is a way out. And the way out of that is by knowing who you are. It's by finding your identity. And it's by saying, nope, this is who I am. I know who I'm choosing to be. And it's not that. I don't need the validation from other people. I need to focus on what I'm doing. Because guys, there will never, you'll never level up. You'll never, ever, 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 ever level up. There will always be the person with more money, the person with more followers, bigger email list, more success, more stages, bigger, better, whatever than anything you could possibly do. But guess what? Life isn't about doing that type of stuff. Life is about becoming the best version of yourself. Life is about going and creating, creating your own reality. Now, I think that that reality needs to be based in wisdom. I think that that reality needs to be based in faith and in listening to God and listening to yourself and, and making the world better. But you have the ability to create your own reality, but you cannot create your own reality if you're too busy living in somebody else's or letting somebody else dictate yours. And for me, when I sat down and I designed my life and I was like, if I took away everything, if I went and there, I had no followers in my life whatsoever, if nobody ever viewed my content ever again, if nobody knew my name, if nobody knew who I was and I'd had, you know, unlimited potential to where I was still making money and I could go do what I love. If I had the money that I have now, the business that I have now, but there were no followers, no, no views, nobody knew who I was. How would I go and I choose to live? How would I go and do that? Like, how would I live my life? And for me, that was, I'd move to Colorado and I'd go on hikes and I would drive a Jeep Wrangler and I would trick it out and I'd probably move to the beach someday, but right now this is what I would do and this is where I'd be at. And I'd find myself and I would study and I would read books and I would be in shape and I would, you know, take, like these are the things that I would do. And so those are the things that I went and I was like, okay, this is the core of who I am. And that took time. That took a lot of time. It took intentionality, incredible amounts of intentionality. It took through going through immense amounts of pain of withdrawal from social media and from validation from others. But I finally eventually got to this place where I'm okay with, I don't, like, I don't really care what other people think of me. And not in a, I don't care about you. It's just like, okay, I'm gonna be who I am. And if you don't like that, I, I'm sorry, that's, that's okay, that's your choice. You don't have to like that. But this is who I'm gonna choose to be. And whether I, if I post something out on social media, if it gets one like or one million likes, that's who I am. And I'm gonna speak my truth. I'm gonna be exactly who I am. And when you're in that position, that is coming from a place of power. That is coming from a place of, I mean, like real power in your life. Not power over other people, but power over yourself, power over your mind, power over your body, power over your thoughts, discipline. And that's when you can go out and live a free life. That's what it, like, that's what it means to be free. When you have that kind of discipline and power over your life, and when you're stepping into that, like now you have freedom. Now you're having mental freedom. Now you can go out and create financial freedom. You can go out and create time freedom. You, you have uh, mental freedom. And that's when I believe that you can truly find God, it, it, which would be spiritual freedom. When you're not looking for validation from anybody else except for God. It's okay to look for validation from God. He'll give it to you. All right? All right, guys, I hope 
that was helpful. If you found value in this episode, just comment hashtag value down below. Hashtag value. Smash that like button. Smash the love button. Let me know your biggest takeaway. I would love to know your biggest takeaway. Um, if you are listening on audio right now, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, wherever it is that you are listening, I appreciate you. I love audio. I want to push audio. Like literally, I would love this to, to be a bigger audio show than video show. Um, just because, well, I just, I don't know. That's just what I want. And I'm just going to state it out there. So um, shoot me a DM on Instagram at Josh 40. Let me know your biggest takeaway. I would love to know your biggest takeaway from this and uh, leave us a rating and review on iTunes. It really, really helps us grow. Uh, thank you so very much for this guys. Guys, that is all I've got for you. As always, hustle, hustle. God bless. Do not be afraid to think different because those of us that think different are going to be the ones that change the world. I love you all. And I will see you on the next episode. Take it easy, fam. Uh, peace. Yo, what's up, guys? You've been listening to the Think Different Theory with myself, Josh Forty, which I like to call a new paradigm of thinking. And real quick, I got a question for you. Did you like this episode? If you did, I want to ask a huge favor. See, the biggest thing that helps this podcast grow and that will spread this message of positivity and making the world a better place is if you leave a review, a rating, and subscribe to the podcast. What that does is it basically tells the platforms that this is out on, that you like my stuff, and that I'm doing something right. So if you could take like three seconds out of your day and subscribe, leave a rating and a review, I would be forever grateful for you. Also, I want to hear from you. I want to know your feedback, your ideas, and your questions for future episodes. So be sure to hit me up on Instagram in the DM at Josh 40 or via email contact at thinkdifferenttheory.com.